What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the FCB Radio Network, home of the best personalities and where real talk lives. Online at FCBRadio.com. FCB. This is now not another political podcast. They can't take it no more. We've been silent for too long. On the FCB Radio Network. And we are back. Not another political podcast. Episode 16. Uh, we are back for another episode and experience with my always friendly and uh, uh, w- one of my grooms, man. Let me shout that out one time. Uh, Alex Harper, how you doing, bro? Man, doing good, man. Doing good. I'm tired, man. But other than that, I'm good. Yeah, the grind never stops. Uh, as always, you can follow our grind on Twitter uh, at T-H-E-N-A-P-P-Cast. Or always the way to support our grind is to give us those comments, those likes, and of course those subscribes on whatever platform you listen to your podcast entertainment, whether that be Spotify, iTunes, or as, or as always our favorite, iHeartRadio. With all that said, I think we just going to get right into it, Hart. We ain't going to waste no time on episode 16, are we? Not at all, man. Let's go. All right. Okay. Whoa, 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 uh, whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, get, get it off. My bad. Shout out Australia. Got to get it off. Got to get it off. Isn't it crazy? I think we in the James Baldwin mode where we kind of get more love internationally than we are getting uh, uh, domestically. And we got to work on that. So uh, let me shout out America as well. (laughs) Maybe that maybe that'll get us some more listens and some more likes within a domestic United States. I think that's real important. Anyway, segment one of the Not Another Political Podcast. And we have... Uh, a, a great serving of comeback sauce uh, and comeback sauces means that we get to recall a previous episode. We have previously covered Governor Como uh, and his, uh, uh, how you say it, virtue signaling awards that happened during COVID-19 and some of the missteps he was taking. Uh, my co-host just alerted me that the story we're about to talk about now happened on the day after we recorded our first segment about Governor Como. For those of you who are not aware, Governor Como is accused of sexually uh, uh, harassing between seven and nine women uh, during his governorship of New York. Uh, he made many apologies while he tried to resign or, or set his resignation. Uh, earlier this week, he apologized to his daughter. He apologized to his family, the people of New York, but he also played a very interesting clip of him essentially saying that I, I hug and kiss everyone. You know, hold on, hold on, hold on. wait, wait, wait. Oh. You're not do, you're not doing him justice. First, get of him all, right, get him right, get him first right. First of all, 
he showed up and said, I ain't did nothing wrong. He walked right up and said, Ooh. I ain't. I, yeah, he did say that. He yeah, did say I, that. I don't, I don't think I did nothing wrong. But if y'all say so. But real quick, let me show y'all right here. And he started breaking it down like NFL films. On some, see, right here. See, I did the same thing right here. But y'all ain't see that, right? Okay, wait right. Let me give you another one. Let me give you another one. And he really went walked it down. It was crazy. But your man, but your man said that he did a great job. Your your man, your your, your man Sleepy Joe said they he did a great job. He said he did a great. He was job. probably napping during he, this he whole thing. He, he was well. He 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 into the same type of thing. So he 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 was like, oh, he, he did a great. Uh, so, so to your point, Harper, his quote is, I do hug and kiss people casually, women and men. I have done it all my life and it's who I've been since I can't remember. So as a consultant for campaigns um, or, or, or just somebody who's looking into the best interests of their candidates, I don't think that's a quote I'm having my candidates say. You know, that was that's that was bold of them for real. Just to be like, hey, just tell them, just, just, just go up there and talk how you feel. Just speak from the heart. And, you know, and, you, and he walked up there and said something crazy to him. So, That's so like, why they ain't do why they ain't do him like they did Bill and everybody else? Why did why they ain't why did cancel culture didn't go all crazy on him if if like they did everybody else with all these type of accusations? But well, you know, I I will say, and I don't throw bones to the other side of the aisle too often, but um. I think that they knew that this was too egregious not to uh, come out and ask for his resignation. So there was bipartisan support for his resignation. Um, but I, I, I think that's why it was right. It was like this one was too in our face not to say, hey, this guy did wrong. I will say, though, I don't feel the same vitriol uh, for our former president, uh number 45 as we're having for Como. I, th I, I think they're just kind of letting Como go away with this. You know, he's resigning. It's not a big deal. Nobody's protesting. That's, and with, that's uh, what I mean. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, with, that's what I'm with, saying. With the pink vagina hats and, and, the, and, the, and, the, um, and the shirts that say, uh, grab me here if you want to or all that. Yeah, why is, um, the, why is the energy different? Because now, now you're looking at a, a situation where, in, in essence, 45 really just kind of let it go. Like, like he said, he, he acknowledged that he said it, but he really didn't make a defense. In this case, not only did he make a defense of his actions, he said it like, y'all tripping, but I'm going to go ahead and step aside. because Insult to like, injury, what? right? Insult yeah, to injury. Like the, the, the brashness and the audacity of the way in which he, quote unquote, accepted responsibility lets you know that he doesn't feel any remorse for anything that he's doing, just embarrassment. Let, let me throw it at you. What if... One, a black man went through this same thing. And then two, what if a conservative went through the same thing? Because I feel like the reaction would have been the same. All right, first, I, go ahead. No, I feel like the reaction for if it was a conservative doing this or if it was an African-American man doing this, I think about what Kobe went through, um, you know. Right. I feel like the vitriol and, 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 and it, it wouldn't have been a page six news story. Which I feel like this whole Como thing was a page but, six thing. But here's how I feel about the whole situation. Because remember, uh, the the original story we did on Como was was about him hiding bodies in a nursing home. Right, right, you know right, right. So I don't think a black man gets past that. I don't even think he gets past that scandal. That's a you, good. That's a good you, point. You sending people all to die, kind of like cattle in in one place. Because I mean, 
I, w- I was going to use knowledge. I'm not going to use it, though. But it, it, it's in the Don't. Essence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Because, you know, if I stopped myself, that that was going to... Can take you hard. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, um, but it's in essence, I don't feel like... We don't bounce back from scandals like those. And and he bounced back from a while because even the initial allegations came out months ago. It's just it got to a point where now it's like, okay, man, you got to go ahead and step down. But the initial allegations came out a while ago, and I don't. I think wonder who told Joe that he had to say something about this. Because well, they, you, you, you could. Because at first, I, I believe the first comment Joe made was something along the lines of, like, we need go, all the facts. <laughs> we need all. No, it was a we need all the facts was first, and then it was more or less like Como should just go ahead and and follow the party lines. Like when I think that was when the first they kind of started to ask him to step down. I think that was the first comment I know that he made publicly. And then after that, after the step down, then his true feelings came out. Like man, he was a good guy. I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but he did a good job. He was a good guy. But amidst allegations like this, normally you wouldn't even he'd be a leper. You wouldn't even mention him. But all of a sudden, it's like we're we're still trying to make sure. Uh, we maintain his reputation even amidst sexual allegations. And that's why I said it's the energy is different. But as far as a black man, no, a black man doesn't make it past the bodies in the nursing home. You know, what's interesting about that is that protecting an individual's legacy or who they are. Um, I don't feel like the cancel culture, the internet culture, the social media culture, the Twitter sphere does that for black men or conservatives because you know i i'll never compare anything to being african-american in this country but in, in in this case i think it's fair to do because they would have you're right they would have cast him out at that point uh but because he was one of the good ones quote unquote uh they protected him they, they made it they made this again a page six news story instead of a page one story um but i i i hearken this to you know we talk about we're not allowed to say r kelly's name in the black community anymore it's not okay who, At the f- who not who who can who can i'm ignoring harper we're not allowed to play his music at weddings good music not, good music we're but, not allowed to we're not allowed to listen to the original space jam um soundtrack and you know what i support all victims and i and i get that people should be heard um but can you imagine if they were like you know we're not giving you this award come up because of these allegations nah we're not gonna say that you were the savior governor during covid when there was other governors who did just as much as he did they just weren't on tv every day talking to their brother about it if we said nah we ain't gonna give you that type of shine because you got these things going I just think that we're living in an augmented reality where some people are held accountable and others, uh, and, and and you can say this how you want, whatever color they represent, whether it's a rainbow flag, whether it's a blue Democrat, or whether, and we're in the nap show, you happen to be a black man in this country and something unfortunate happens to you. We protect those people. We have to, you know, that, that seems like what the boilerplate is. Um, but I think this situation in particular is interesting because Como is really none of those three. Well, well, he's a Democrat, but he's still a white man in America. And I think if this was any other white man in America, the whole conversation would have diff- been different. I mean, you think about people like Harvey Weinstein, like how the whole Me Too thing happened. Como doesn't even fit in the Me Too. But I don't know if I agree with that, because even when you look at even when you go to all the way to like the Harvey Weinsteins and all those type of things, it really... 
it really took for a it took a lot for them to go ahead and and book some of these people. Some of these people was was known predators. Some of these people were were habitual line steppers, and it took it still took it still took a while for them to get to them. But black men can't be in a position of um, perceived power, not even actual power, but they can't be in a position of perceived power and make missteps like that. Like, no, no, no. Like, the perfection that has to be exhibited. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. When you're look in America, at, yeah. by, it, you are you you are so, right. Because if, right if you look at it, you even if you go back in just politics, even if look what they did to 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 uh, Kwame uh, Kwame Brown in Detroit, not Kwame Brown, but um, is it uh, Kwame Brown? Somebody fact check that for us. Yeah, that. Fact on, check on, that. Please send us a tweet about who we're talking about at T H E N A P P cast. Uh, Kill Kwame Kilpatrick. There Kill you go. Patrick. Thank you. Thank go. you, producer. Thank go you. ahead. So, um, but you see what they did to him, and he all he did was have all he's not all he did because he did some more stuff. But what what started to sink him was inappropriate text messages with his own mistress, and this is a consensual. This is a clear consensual relationship. And they sank him. So as a black man, you can't, you don't have that opportunity to make those type of mistakes. But that that's that's just to Americans. One's one it's acceptable in one America is not acceptable in others. And I, you know, this segment is definitely about Andrew Como and who he is. Um, and I don't like saying the privilege word, but you know, his brother's on CNN. There's a certain amount that comes with that. But I think. In talking about Como, we have to talk also talk about if this was somebody else and the proverbial term of if they would have been black. And I think that's a fair conversation to have here. And, you know, it's it, it, it is something different to be black in America. Um, and I think that this particular case, whether you're talking about how the media protected him, how the Democrats uh, uh, delayed what was the inevitable or ultimately how this tarnishes or does not tarnish his legacy. It says something about where we are as a country, where we are as a culture and uh, ultimately who we want to be going forward. So I will say on behalf of the Napcast, I'm happy that Andrew Como was held accountable for his actions. Um, you know, White privilege exists in some way in this country. And, and even if you only want to cast that to Democrats who come from a certain point in life, that is also appropriate. But what I will say is that uh, at least in some instances, I believe that Governor Como's situation presents a certain amount of accountability. And I just think that it would be good for the rest of our country, no matter who it is to maintain the same accountability because it can't just be red or blue. It can't just be black and white. It has to be all of us. With that, we'll end segment one, not on the political podcast. You're in the nap. See you on the other side. Do you feel like everyone is yelling at each other, but no one is listening to each other or themselves? I'm Kira Davis, host of Just Listen to Yourself, a weekly exercise in critical thinking and drawing our talking points all the way out to their logical conclusions. Because I believe when we take the time to examine our own talking points, we can realize we're not always saying what we think we're saying. Download Just Listen to Yourself with Kira Davis on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Not another political podcast. This is the NAP. Not another political podcast. Segment two, you're still in a nap. Hart, what's going on, man? How, how are you feeling after our double date with our uh, life co-host that we had uh, last week? I think we had a good time over there. Yeah, no, we, we did have a good time. I would like to let the nap listeners know, though, that Colin did leave me at the table with both of our significant others for an extended period of time. I, I had um, did that. I did that. Yeah, I did so that. As I was sitting there... Um, negotiating for my life and my happiness um colin was somewhere playing darts yeah um, yeah yeah didn't give me a signal or i did not i did not nothing just i'm gonna go to the bathroom right quick and never came back so i just wanted to point that out real quick as far as that's the traumatizing experience i went through for the rest of the evening for my for my pregnant fiance let's just make sure we make that clear then you know but thanks for that colin i appreciate that i appreciate no worries no worries And you could tweet us about your double dates with your significant other on Twitter at T-H-E-N-A-P-P-Cast. And as always, we want to share in your stories of love and trauma um, and all these things. But speaking of trauma, you know, Harper, I went through a traumatic event very recently. Um, I was told by uh, 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 the power players and some of the people who actually draw these lines for congressional district that the 11th congressional was in existence for the betterment of black people, right? I was told that this was one of our minority majority districts. And sadly, in this most recent election, I found out that wasn't true. Last episode, you all, we talked about the 11th congressional race. We did not use any names and we'll continue that same process. Uh, But we did talk about endorsements and money and what that meant to the ultimate outcome of these elections. Now, what I will tell you is that there was a winner of the 11th congressional. Okay, Uh, that winner was black, was a black woman. So the representation, at least the person we see, Harper, is also African-American. So that that remains true. Um, what we ultimately learned in the minority. Say it again. I just said that was a shot. I'm with you. It wasn't I'm a shot. You. It wasn't a yeah. shot. Uh, what we ultimately learned uh, for lots of reasons was that the outcome of the 11th congressional primary was not decided uh, by those of uh, particularly African-American minority and uh, lower income, lower middle class income. 
Um, the ultimate winner of the congressional 11th was largely supported by the Jewish community of Cuyahoga County, uh, who, you know, had a higher turnout uh, by the tune of 10 to 15 percent, particularly in certain areas where the turnout for the entire 11th congressional was only about 17 percent in these particularly Jewish areas. The outcome was upward. The uh, out out. What's the word uh, I'm looking for? The out turnout. Word. No, the turnout, the turnout was closer to 30. Uh, what ended up happening in this race was that the higher income above higher, uh, above $100,000 ultimately decided who represented a minority majority district. And if you know things about America, you know that doesn't necessarily represent uh, the majority of African-Americans, particularly the candidate who ended up losing the race won about 54% of that lower income African-American community in the urban areas. So, so go so ahead. Let me, let me, let me chime in one, one second real quick. So I, I think for context, it also goes to state that the candidate that the, the candidate that lost the race was the one that was predominantly in favor or platform stood more so on the working class and improving the conditions of the working class. Okay, so, so so I think for context that helps as well, and I I think that I think that if you're going to add that in, then um, one candidate, the one that won, was positions as being extremely pro-Israel, right? The other candidate was painted as being anti-Zionist, right. um, and, and and that's what the mailers that came to people's houses said. That's what the groups that backed either candidate ended up pushing into the narrative. Um, but, you know, all that being said, Harp, I know we talked about what endorsements, uh, what money really meant for candidates in these local races. For me, what this race taught me was that the endorsements to particular communities that are going to turn out ends up meaning more than the endorsements towards communities that don't turn out. Um, how would you, how would you, you know, kind of diagnose that there? No, absolutely. And, and that's why I guess, I guess we know that all endorsements aren't created equal. Like, so a lot of times you'll see a situation where they're like, Hey, yeah, well, this person has all these endorsements and you trying to start to look at them and, 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 and I'm going to use these terms, but not, not all on this light. But if it's like, Hey, um, Dairy Mart endorses x amount candidate for congress it's like yeah so what i'm lactose intolerant right so who cares like right 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 right. you're like you know what i'm saying but if you're speaking into that network that network knows who's gonna move them so now if you say because just because we're speaking about the jewish community but if we say this particular temple or synagogue endorses this particular candidate that's different because we know that that voter block traditionally uh, traditionally comes out so that's why that endorsement is completely different as of you gain in favor when i guess it's exchanged for favor for votes or popularity for votes so you can get a lot of endorsements that make you pop that makes you popular but if you get the right endorsement it make it gets you votes and that and that's a great thing to bring up um i think something we talked about in uh, pre-production is that, you know, for African-Americans in this country, we bought into the political process, but actually never 
pay that cost, you know? And that's why we get a lot of lip service. That's why we get a lot of kneeling. That's why we get a lot of Kente cloths, but we don't get a lot of policy. Yeah. Uh, and I think yeah. that's where we need to start. Where and, and I'll let you go, but that's where particularly black conservatives get a lot of pushback when they're like, you're only talking about economic issues. And my response to that is always, look, our economic issues will push our policy. They will push our interests and they will make politicians have to come to our neighborhoods that in com combination with voting, which we'll talk about at the end of this segment. Yeah. But if, if you just look at, and, and my general philosophy is to follow the dollar, wherever the dollar lies, that's actually where most times the truth and logic is at too. But the, the thing about it is most of the laws that were made were made based off economics. They were made based off what's going to maintain or make more money. It's just that we as, as a minorities, or we're not even minorities because the census just came out. And actually I think the largest race now is mixed race mm -hmm. is in interracial. So I don't really think the minority versus non-minority thing is anything more than a buzzword getting to the, at this point. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you really look at the numbers, you know, minority is a certain term that you att attach to certain groups. But um, I also think that falls into more victim victimizing or the victim of mentality. Um, but the the overall view of it, honestly, is just that we need to get to the point of where we are not letting other races dictate what's or not racist i don't even want to say it like that but other groups dictate what happens in the black community based off of being able to mobilize and our inability to do so i i i don't disagree and and, and what i will say is you know the candidate ended up winning actually did uh within six or seven points better than her opponent in areas where the income was higher than a hundred thousand dollars uh, compared to 3% where the loser actually won. Interestingly enough, though, uh, in places with like Cleveland, where, you know, the income is below $100,000, uh, may not even register on some of these charts, you know, uh, the loser ended up drawing 52%. Um, and I, I think that speaks to your point, Harper, about we need to get ourselves to the point where we can buy that interest, right? Like, like, and 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 people talk about politics and money and say it's dirty. I I, I think anything is dirty when you don't understand how the systems work, so you're not making it work for your benefit. And for, for from us, it's it, it it just I think this race is just it's so important to see that the new black, for lack of a better term, is the social economics under a hundred thousand dollars for a household or over a thousand dollars for a household. Right. We're, we're a minority majority district in that, you know, the majority of the district makes under a hundred thousand dollars uh, a year, but then, you know, we're not leveraging the one thing we do have, which is people power. Right. And that gets us to the voter turnout question of, you know, we argue voter suppression all the time. I will tell you in Cuyahoga County it was very easy to vote in this special election. Uh, people could get out uh, they, and, and numerous. And what I'll, I'll give some, you know, uh, props to these legacy uh, civil rights groups. They made it very clear. We need you to register. We need you to vote. We need mm -hmm. you to register. We need you to vote. Yet and still, the total, total turnout in this race was only about 17 percent. We know that was heavily, as we talked about, become from the outcome heavily dominated by the suburban uh, Jewish 
other other groups, not minority groups in a particular sense. And we ended up losing. So I don't I don't know, Harp. How, like, do, do you think voter suppression is what ended up losing the 11th congressional or winning in the 11th congressional? I don't know how that kind of works out for you. See, but, but I, I don't think it's a suppression issue. Like and that, and that's kind of where I'm at. It's I, I think it's more of them. A certain demographic, whichever, whatever happens, and this is just in a general sense, but this applies to this situation. A certain demographic got together and said, we're going to put our money and support behind this candidate. Money and support. Money both. and support. Both. Not just, not just, hey, it would be nice to see them there and not just attention. A lot of times we put attention to the candidates that we want, but we don't put really money and support to the candidates we want in place. And so this particular demographic, this voter block got together. They did that and they achieved the goal that they were achieving. Now, the reason for, you know, their particular agenda or objectives for this is, you know, to be determined. But at the end of the day, it comes down to them being able to mobilize and get all the votes that they needed and all the like minded thought people to the polls in order for them to, to achieve their goal. And I mean, I, I guess kudos. I don't really agree with what what their decision was, but I guess I can say kudos to their actions of being able to get it done and get in and move their agenda forward. Because as we're looking at the numbers, that's clearly what took place. You know, I um, I have lots of off mic conversations with people who I respect. One of them talks about a term called uh, polit- political maturity. And we talk about our community being politically immature. One of those factors is not turning out in primaries. That's being politically immature. Because if you don't vote in primaries, by the time you go vote for your guy at the finish line, the race is already over because he probably got kicked out. The other part of that is using our economic resources, which we have to gather. I understand that, you know, income in African-American communities is not the same as others, but with the income that we do have, we have to get into political uh, giving. We have to get into supporting political entities and things of that nature Um, because we are seeing in real time, we can have all the population we want, but what it feels like is we're still in three fifths a person mode. You know, when we don't turn out, we're turning ourselves back into three fifths. So, that is political maturity, understanding that the money and the votes have to work together to get the ultimate outcomes we want. And and, and listen, you know, I, I make no qualms about me being a Republican and not being able to vote in this race. What I will say, though, is, is if the will of the people, which the will of 52 percent, 53 percent of the city said one candidate and ultimately the other candidate comes out of that election. Well, there's there's a gap there. There's a gap in understanding. Uh, my hope for the community, and I know the hope from the NAP, is that we can bridge that gap of understanding. We can get political maturity, and that hopefully we can really uh, harness this power that minority communities have as voters, have as citizens, and have as taxpayers. Segment two, not in the political podcast, episode 16. You're in the NAP. See you on the other side. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere 
and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Not another political podcast. This is the NAP. Segment three, not another political podcast. We are back. As always, I hope you're giving us those comments, those likes, and those subscribes on whatever podcast platform you get your entertainment from, whether it be Spotify, iTunes, iTunes podcast, I guess that's a thing, or uh, our favorite, iHeartRadio. Man, I wish. And let me add one. Let me add, let me add something to that, too. Hit, yeah. hit the share button and send to your friends. Oh like, man, there like, you go. Like, if you, even if you don't hit the like and subscribe, hit the, if you find something interesting and y'all had the same similar conversation, hit the share button and send it to your friends, and let, no. and let and let and let them hear some of this as well. You know what's funny about that, man? Um, at the proposal, I had somebody come up to me and be like, "Man, I love the podcast. I listen to it every week." Um, shout out to my man that says that I ain't gonna out you because we conservative podcast so or conservative leaning, so people be kind of secretive about they listening, right? But what I'm going to tell those same people is if you're enjoying something you hearing or you had the thought provoking moment, share that with your village. And you ain't got to do it on social media. You ain't got to do what everybody else can see you. You can send this right to their phone. They can put it in their headphones and y'all can have a uh, group dream moment or whatever that is. You know, you can share that with somebody else. So I, I appreciate you for bringing that up, Hart. Yeah, absolutely. We need more people to hear this, so that way we we can get the. Uh, uh, I enjoy getting different perspectives from other people, anyway. So, I don't, everything I even though I think everything I say is absolutely right, you know, people don't always agree. No doubt, no doubt. And and all I was gonna say when we came out of this break is I wish we had a platform for us to share our off air conversations with these people because we have great conversations in between segments, but. Speaking of shout out Dosekis. Yes, shout out Dosekis. Uh speaking of in between, in between those sheets, uh number one draft pick PJ Washington uh from the University of Kentucky, shout out Big Blue Nation. Actually, uh, in those actions between the sheets, maybe losing $200,000 reportedly, allegedly, a month to his uh, short-term wife. I think he'll be better to call her a girlfriend, Brittany Renner. The next to the last pump. <laughs> uh, shout out international players out anthem uh but basically what mr pj washington who plays in the nba now is up against 18 years of what is allegedly two hundred thousand dollars a month in child support uh nah he's got that man's got to play pay uh, uh i would say play until he's 40 years old um harper what do you think about this story about athletes getting caught up to what was a nine a nine year difference between her uh Brittany Renner and her uh baby's fathers now I I feel like the I'm not even gonna blame none of those people that you think I'm probably about to blame I'm gonna blame the judge that actually looked at all the facts of this case and awarded her four hundred thousand dollars a month that that is who 200. I that is, 200, excuse me, thank you, that that awarded her $200,000 a month. I, that is the judge, that is the person who I blame in this entire case because it's clear that it was a case of being young, dumb, and having money. That's really that's really what it, you, you, because 
if you look at some of the story, and I haven't read all the story, I scanned it to be honest, most of it, because I've seen this whole, I've seen this movie before, so it's not really, but like she's at the Kentucky game, she's 26, 27 years old at the Kentucky games. So it's like that's wild. That's predatory. That's predatory. We talked I'm about not, Como earlier. That's predatory. No, I'm gonna call her a financial predator. She was a financial predator. Okay, okay I can give you a financial predator because she there you definitely. Go. She definitely was at the Kentucky games, like knowing that these were going to basically the whole starting fives going first round. Probably did a little homework. Oh, yeah. And and figure some things out. But at the same time, it's the judge or the magistrate or however that end up being that. uh, That is awarding her two hundred thousand a month, in essence, punishing this young man, crippling him financially, at least or putting putting a, a lien, so to speak on his financial capability of earning earning capability for what you know miscalculating the next to the last pump like that's really what you that's really what you hey. what you punishing them for and and it all started from an instagram like but i i like how you put that man you, you are crippling this man or handicapping this man for the rest of his life let's take out the part that uh black women at this point will talk about how they don't want to be with a man with kids and and, and being wait, with wait, a, wait 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 let's take wait wait one let's as a full disclaimer to put this in full context we're not talking about the kid itself not at all it is not at all he deserves to be taken he, care of big guy he might be in the nba to be honest with you he might be he deserves to be taken care of and i hope through whatever hard feelings he may have he continues he takes care of the child so let's just let's just say that that, that I, I, I appreciate you for saying but, that. But, but go ahead. I just want to step say that. No, nah, but but to my point, you've definitely hobbled this man's maturity. I think in the in the sense that he had the two hundred thousand dollar or whatever allegedly the number is bill as an albatross around his neck when he goes into his next relationship. But you know that's for someone who has the financial means or the financial possibilities and future to make that $200,000, $100,000, whatever you want to call it. But you know, for me, when I read this story, I think about those who do not have those, right? We're talking about low-income, non-custodial fathers. Um, you know, Urban Wire, shout out to urban.org, uh, talks about some of the main four elements of how uh, African-American men in particular are being affected by child support. Uh, child support may be set at low at rates that low-income fathers can't afford. Let's say this man breaks his knee tomorrow. He can't pay $200,000. What's going to happen? He's got to go back to court. They got to readjust that. There's going to be costs along with that. Also, child enforce, child support enforcement methods uh, wreak havoc on the father's employment and ability to save money. Um, I will say that in the court system in particular, in Ohio, you can get your driver's license suspended for not paying child support, and that leads to a whole Man, separate, listen, I know a, separate I, level of problems. I know a dude right now. He just got sentenced to 18 months for a probation violation because he got into it. He got into it with his child's mother and then he switched jobs. When he switched jobs, the paperwork didn't switch with him and they stopped taking it out of his check. Bureaucracy, right. man. That's right. Crazy. So they, they stopped once they stopped taking out his check. So he, he had up, no knowledge of that. They didn't even know. So he gets his, he, he gets his license suspended and he doesn't know his license is suspended because he's just living life. He doesn't realize that it's actually already suspended and gets pulled over. He's on he's on federal probation. And they violate him because he got driving without a license. He uh, 
then the lack of child support in some in some counties that's actually a misdemeanor and a felony or a felony. So it is it, it, you don't realize it if everybody look at child support, and I'm not saying it because in some cases it's very and absolutely necessary. Of course, in some some cases are very absolutely necessary, but then you have the outliers and extreme cases like like this particular young man who you're 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 looking at the number and you're looking at the number of which he makes and you're like okay this percentage you should be able to get instead of looking at the whole context of what just happened to him correct and and you bring you bring up a great point uh failure to pay child support uh can you know uh, uh directly or indirectly lead to incarceration um in some places if you're late on your child support uh, by five days, you could actually get incarcerated. A 2005 survey of South Carolina found that one in eight inmates had been incarcerated for failure to pay child support. And we know how detrimental every day you spend incarcerated could be to a person's health uh, and uh, health and financial wellness. But the last one I want to share about incarceration is that a study of child support enforcement uh, showed that half incarcerated parents uh, nationwide were past due on their child support. And that's the other element that I don't even think about. Your child support continues to uh, 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 grow even when you're incarcerated. So how can you Absolutely. then say, go find employment, go become a productive member of society when you have this child support, again, albatross hanging from your net? Um, and then finally, the debt and incarcerations hinders black fathers and causes harm to their children. Uh, and, and we're seeing this full circle back to PJ. So PJ right now is on the Internet begging to say, I want to see my son. I don't understand when I can't, can't see my son. And for a fully functional adult who has the money to pay for that, you like pay the money uh, and then you can see your son. But you got to understand, PJ is 20 one 22 years old he just stopped playing high school basketball two years ago and now he found a woman that he thought he was in love with had a child got married and now he can't see his son we talk about black mental health but she got I, secretly divorced remind you she she hit him with a secret divorce exactly the baby was born exactly so mission mission accomplished and, and hit him with a divorce so so for me, the thing I, I after I run out all these stats, I think about all the things that can happen, you know, just to that black man and his child. But I also think about the black mental health of that man. What is he feeling right now? How hurt is he? Now, we talk about suicide, we, and I, I don't wish this on this man at all. But if PJ pop up, you know, and he, and he done lost it. And, and and put a 22 caliber to his chest. Whoa, who we gonna whoa, blame? Whoa, whoa, whoa! You getting, getting a little morbid here. This I, 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 I'm getting real. Dark. I'm getting. I'm getting dark. real. I'm getting real. We're talking about black mental health. We're talking about child support. These financial strains could do something very horrible to this young man, right? They could. And they could. And, and 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 then in that point, I mean, who co-contributed to this murder, right? You're gonna say it's on Brittany Brittany Renner. But then you also have to say, what did the system do to be the accomplice in this? They ain't pulled the trigger, but I don't know. I just feel like this is a very large topic that's not talked about enough. This cuts you. This cuts you deep. I just want. I just want to acknowledge this is that that's that's passion. That that that's that's passion. I I, I mean, because we don't talk about it enough, right? We don't talk about what are the ramifications for a man not being being able to see his child. 
And, and we're talking about a high income man. What about a low income man? Who? Oh yeah, that's true. No, it, it's definitely it's definitely a mental toll. No, I'm, I agree with you. I'm, I'm not definitely not disagreeing with you. It's definitely a toll that's that's on. But it, it's it's a situation where man, I I don't think that's it. I don't think that's the hill that you want to die on. I don't think it's gonna be enough support there because as tough as America views black women should be, they they view protect black, black women. I hear it. Particularly black women, they. They we both got them. Black men, yeah, they view black men as supposed to be even tougher and mentally, physically, and all those things. So it's it's I mean, you can try to call for a call to action to support more black men health. And I would love to support that. And I would love, but I don't think that even right now, I don't think that the outrage for what really the totality of the situation is bringing it back to PJ. The outrage for the totality of the situation is really even all that high. I think it's more of a Hey, have you seen this? And more of a curiosity type of uh, cautionary tale of as, as far as anything else. And 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 you're right, it, it does illustrate an example of a bigger issue, but that's not really an issue that gets much uh attention or traction, to be honest. And I won't lie to you, it's a joke on the internet right now. Yes. But when did the joke stop being funny? That's the same thing we talked about before when when Will was going through his mental health issues. Exactly. It was he turned into a meme and it just became funny. It was like it was like, oh, look at this. And but hey, this is America, man. So with that, I think I'll just say on behalf of the Napcast, we are praying and supporting PJ. We are praying for the health and wellness of his child. Uh, We're praying for the success of black families in this country uh but what we're looking at right get now back with her pj get back with her man it's cheaper get back find her talk to her I, I i think that we all need to listen to international players anthem all three verses the good ones and the bad ones and understand that we are in a battle in this country for the black family. And when the black family is healthy, our country will be more healthy. And I think that's something everyone who listens to the Napcast, whether you're African-American or not, can agree with. Segment three, not another political podcast, episode 16. We might get canceled, Harp. We'll see y'all on the other side. Now hurry, hurry, go on to the altar. I know you ain't a pimp, but pimp, remember what I taught you. Keep your heart, three stacks. Keep your heart, hey, keep your heart, three stacks. Keep your heart. Man, these girls are smart, three stacks. These girls are smart. Play your part. Play your part. The FCB Radio Network. First class broadcasting worldwide.